Welcome to another episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai here and I have with me my good friend and uh, colleague who is a film critic for The Wire, Tanul Thakur. Uh, we are here today to discuss uh, a very interesting film, the one interesting film actually in the last month, the one Hindi language film uh, called Kago by Aarti Kadav, uh, on ne- which released on Netflix uh, last week, uh, this week, earlier this week. And... Uh, it is an indian sci-fi film which on its own should you know uh, arouse more than enough interest and uh, we've been hearing about it for a while it, deb- uh, it may- i think it made its premiere at like uh, the mumbai film festival last year too it had a bit of buzz there and uh, ever since we heard about it watched the trailer it's been it's been a very sort of unusual uh, Hindi language film to say. Uh, so, Tanul, uh, tell me about your first reactions. Did you watch it at the film festival or did you straight away review it this time? Yeah, so I mean, uh, uh, no, I did not watch it at Mami. And mm. I think uh, uh, it, I, it it screened at the spotlight section of the festival. Although I think it had its premiere at South by Southwest, uh, if I remember. But yeah, I mean, uh, it sort of came last year and I <clears throat> was aware of. Uh, a short film that Kadav had made, I think, way back in 2015, yeah. although I, I hadn't watched it. I mean, yeah. it was on my list, but it was just one of those things that I, yeah. that I, I couldn't. Viewing it in 2016, Time Machine, right? Time Machine, yeah. yeah. Did you review it? Yeah, yeah, I reviewed it in 2016. I think it was playing on short film window. It wasn't uh, uh, playing on any mainstream platform as such, like not on YouTube or anything. But I remember reviewing it and really liking it. Uh, of course, interesting. You know, she's, yeah, uh, she's paid owed to it, and this also, uh, which we'll come to later. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So go. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so I'd heard of that movie and all of that, and and um, I mean, again, uh, as you very rightly said, just the fact that you know uh, this movie is uh, a sci-fi. I mean, mm. was just, I mean, irrespective of, I mean, a the merit of the film, I just found that really intriguing. And for a really obvious reason, right? Because Hindi filmmakers really do not delve into sci-fi as much. I mean, not at all, in fact. And uh, and not even, uh, you know, I mean, not even the, the, the big wig production houses, which have all the wherewithal, all the resources to sort of like mount uh, an impressive sci-fi feature. I mean, Koi Milgya uh, from the top of my head is something that comes to my mind. But, uh, or say Love Story 2050 or whatever. Right? So, I mean, so, (laughs) so, uh, we don't really, Love Story 2050 actually happens to be my first (laughs) film review, so to speak. Anyway, I I was just so annoyed by it (laughs) that I thought, okay, let's let's just see what what this whole film reviewing thing is. Anyway, uh, so so obviously we don't have, uh, very disappointing, uh, disappointingly, so I must add, we don't have a culture of uh, sci-fi films to begin with uh, in Hindi cinema, for sure. Uh, And now the thing is, uh, with respect to say independent filmmakers or filmmakers sort of working under budgetary constraints and things like that, science fiction uh, a, a, a sci-fi drama imposes a very obvious and very pressing limitation, which is of budget, right? I mean, uh, it is something that, uh, I mean, it, it is a make-believe world on a totally different level. And it, it, it just needs resources, it needs money, it needs uh, all sorts of things to just make uh, the film believable, no matter how well it's acted, no matter how well it's written and things like that. If you just do not have... Uh, uh, that kind of uh, uh, presentation, so to speak, or that kind of production, 
it's 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 just going to fall flat you know so so i'm sure uh, so i i i wouldn't blame or or, or i totally understand why a lot of uh, hindi independent filmmakers haven't sort of ventured into that so i i thought it was very very good to sort of see a filmmaker taking this up and uh, it kind of felt even more heartening because uh, her first shot was also a sci-fi and her first feature is also sci-fi so it kind of like it kind of showed some kind of considered engagement with the genre with the world uh which i mean irrespective of as i said the merit of the film or even before anything had happened i thought that was interesting yeah yeah same for me like uh, of course you know given that i i did uh, managed to watch her short uh, those years ago i i i've known about her in the sense like obviously with social media it's very easy to come across filmmakers as you know compared to say 15 years ago they're more accessible yeah. you know you somehow subconsciously learn about the arc of their careers whether you like it or not whether you engage with them or not so obviously i've been hearing about her for a while and she is you know quite a sci-fi nerd in the best way possible and uh, and you know even uh, given that i've been even following on her on twitter for a while there's a lot of and she has an iit background too which explains a lot you know ah. uh, so it's one of those things where engineers uh, sort of deflect as as tanul you very well know <laughs> into the creative line and and sort of uh, obviously uh, are so curious about a particular genre and she's really well versed in this uh, genre so i i had a feeling even while watching this film that it wasn't someone who just wanted to be gimmicky for the heck of it there was genuine curiosity genuine uh, excitement to create something you know rather than sort of fall back on the history of sci-fi and all as i mentioned the time machine thinks anyways for people who aren't aware about uh, for what cargo is just like a two line explainer is it's basically a film mentally uh, set on a spaceship the year is 2027 and it's about uh, uh, a time where uh, the rakshasas which are demons have sort of evolved into homo rakshasas with our descendants uh, uh, that have entered the space age so there it's about one uh, rakshas called prahasta they look like humans they behave like humans it's called, and vikrant mase plays prahasta and uh, uh, he's been doing uh, work for uh, for um, he, he yeah he's been transitioning humans so it's basically a nice little mix of mythology and sci-fi has been transitioning humans to the afterlife that's his job he's been doing it for 75 years and then another uh, demon enters so it's that whole space isolation thing and another demon enters who's who's uh, who's basically a younger sort of very excited uh, uh, sort of on uh, uh, she's uh, and uh, she's played by um, shweta tripathi and uh, yeah it's basically about that entire mentor intern scenario and it's about how their lives and i love the pace of the film so th- basically that's what cargo is about and when i uh, when i meant that she paid over to her short film too in this it's uh, the the character played by anjum rajabali is basically the protagonist of time machine 2 uh, i mean he is uh, ah. time yeah the time traveler in, in this basically is uh, the time traveler from that short film too so it's a nice little melding of two two worlds uh, and did rajabali like that. play that role yes rajabali played machine? that role yeah yeah rajabali played ah. that role and uh, the younger version of rajabali in that was played by siddharth menon if i'm not mistaken so it was again ah. the, the aesthetics were very very similar it was nice little you, she wanted 
she wanted us to know that it was a homegrown sci-fi even the uh, technology the way the production design was in that film was very much reflective of uh, this film even though it, it is a feature and it has a higher budget compared to a short film uh, she made a very conscious uh, sort of effort to let us know that uh, it's a little 80s endearing sort of sci-fi eastern sci-fi uh, rather than western slick sort of production design and what i loved most as even i think tanul you also mentioned in the beginning of your review uh, was that when when a certain filmmaker or certain creator uh, takes up the responsibility uh, inadvertently or advertently uh, to make yeah. a new genre in a country like india as we know sci-fi is not a genre at all uh, so when they take up that responsibility it becomes all the more important Uh, uh when that first film comes out it's like the beginning of human kind it's like the beginning of an entire uh, genre in a country and it's very important because if that film is terrible and if it bombs and of if for whatever reason uh, it, it does not do well it it discourages so many uh, future producers and filmmakers to take that plunge that's why i was so annoyed with films like roy which had really had a beautiful <laughs> concept that you know at the middle yeah. of it like whole writer story that indians have not really hindi cinema at least have not really dealt into that whole meta writer thing uh, uh, and it had such a good opportunity which it threw away and and that's why yeah. even musicals that come out are so rare and uh, things like jagga jasus and all when they don't do well it discourages an entire generation of filmmakers of uh, to think on those lines so i'm glad that this film is actually actually very intriguing it it was not even close to mediocre i found it very interesting Uh, i love that the pace was so relaxed uh, it was very confident filmmaking for most part of the film uh, panul yeah uh, what did you sort of i mean i did notice that you and you and me had pretty similar opinions for this um, mm. yeah yeah you think of so two <coughs> so two things actually i, I mean uh, uh, responding to your uh, uh, comment mm. so the first was uh, the first is i really enjoyed that rajabali segment i thought that for me was the most poignant part of the film and that's quite interesting to know that uh, that formed the uh, that was the bedrock of her shot i mean i'm now quite intrigued to watch that shot and uh, and i remember because i mean obviously right uh, so many things that we see uh, in a film is also so much of uh, and things that we like or connect with is also so much of uh, of a reflection of who we are and things like that right so uh, so i've thought a lot about you know the nature of work uh, how uh, how important is work or slash your passion uh, Uh, in the life of an individual and stuff like that, and there's just a beautiful small exchange between uh, Rajabali and Shweta Tripathi's character, where she's just like, "Do you want to go back and do the same thing?" And and this guy's like, "Yeah, of course, you know." And uh, I I really like uh, uh, that touch, and uh, which which and 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 these small things, you know, which which tend uh, which tells you that um, a filmmaker. has thought about a sub- subject quite a lot you know that there is a considerable engagement uh with the lives of people populating her universe and where they come from and where they go to and things like that so so i found that uh, quite quite nice so first is a second uh, a comment on the aesthetic that you uh, that you mentioned that you know it's 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 a bit like reminiscent of you know the 80s uh, uh, uh sci-fi films and stuff like that and uh, which which i agree with 
and 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 something i think uh, neither you nor i had a problem with that you know and and i i just want to make a small comment on that because i i mean read a snippet of a review or something towards uh, on a readers blog and i was fairly dismissive of the fact that how this film looks like uh, you know a jaded 90s sci-fi movie and all of that and i and i thought that look that is one way to look at it but i mean to dismiss a film just because it has quote and quote modest product uh, production design or the fact that okay it really doesn't uh, match up to the likes of the arrivals or the interstellars or or uh, what have you not i mean that's a little i mean it's more than a little uh, unfair i think i mean you know uh, i i think it's 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 really important that when we see or evaluate a film for its aesthetics uh, i'm not necessarily saying that oh you need to keep it uh, keep in mind that this film doesn't have, uh, have the luxury of say millions of dollars uh, in resources and things like that although even that is important but yeah. also the fact that you know even if the production design is say i mean modest or even if it is say, say not eye popping i mean is that a problem you know i mean does that interfere with the storytelling does that uh, dilute uh, uh, the core message of the movie does that you know uh, uh, i mean again is 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 that a problem or is that an interference i absolutely did not think it was and i and i would as far as go uh, to say that you know uh, i think the team was very cognizant i mean obviously i don't know the motivations and things like that but uh, or or even the extent of the budgetary constraint but i think uh, they were fairly cognizant of the fact that uh, look uh, we are playing within means but mm-hmm. we will set our ambition in this particular realm uh, to the extent that we don't overshoot it uh, to, uh, to the point that it ends up looking phony uh but we'll also not uh scale it down so much that it just doesn't look believable i thought it was a good good balancing act and mm-hmm. i mean uh just comparing apples to oranges would would really not uh uh you know be really uh useful if you have to sort of uh, uh critique the film in uh uh in all its fairness i mean you can obviously dislike it and not like it for a bunch of other reasons for this reason i i at least i did not find a uh, a credible ground and now i forgotten what your question was was it about my general impression of the film or was it something specific yeah no i'm just taking off on the general impression of the film and on on the fact that she sort of concentrated not just on the sci-fi part of it the whole combination with indian mythology i found very interesting because it was also a sort of a Uh, uh, take on how indian or indian genre films tend to use mythology as a crutch for everything you know like the especially those damn horror films and the uh, fantasy films there's always yeah. a stupid mythological uh, resolution in the end which sort of br- uh, every lazy writer screenwriter in the world uh, takes to so i thought that was a very like it, it was a very clever combination of that because i am personally very wary of the way films use mythology here because mythology mm. on itself is fiction and then you add it to science fiction i was i was a bit wary of you know how that would sort of uh, combine but i thought yeah. it was a nice little satire in a way you know a little take on that uh, on a genre we didn't expect because we know that genre films use mythology but here the mythology was technically the film because we are talking about demons without even knowing it we are talking about demon existential demons for that matter uh, you know and and the the sci-fi was and as you mentioned i felt like the the look of the film and the production design sort of added to that because 
uh, it informed uh, because i have a feeling even if the filmmakers had a higher budget even if they say had a very good budget with a good production house they might have still taken to this look this aesthetic of the film because i feel like it's it's a language uh, by which you know the characters of the film uh, you know it, it adds to the dimensions of the characters because this guy has been on it for 75 years the entire essence of his character that he is outdated and he is yeah. a machine and he keeps doing the same thing again and again and then until he gets like a bit of modernity in his life in in it's that whole the uh, old age new age sort of uh, duality that so many films play with and i thought that was a, a very good uh, ingenious combination but again at the same time i had my reservations which we'll come to when we talk about it but uh, uh, because you know the ten- the tendency is when you are creating when you are world building and you're so excited about world building Uh, you tend to you tend to leave a lot of questions hanging uh, uh, because in your head as a creator the world is already very clear the back stories are clear uh, that whole how humans how demons sort of evolved from humans uh, or, or from the bad image they had earlier might be clear but when you don't sort of i'm not asking the filmmaker to spoon feed us but i'm when when you don't sort of tie up history with the future it becomes a little like the 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 viewers are constantly trying to figure out uh, what exactly the world means and then in the process they miss what the characters mean to that world uh, uh, so i felt like it was a bit too subtle sometime i never thought i'd have that complaint from a hindi film <laughs> but uh, but that was been uh, i know <laughs> i th- i think the <laughs> the bizarre complaints of a hindi film critic can be uh, actually be distilled into a small handbook of sorts because uh, the complaints and the surprises are so many <laughs> that is quite fascinating in itself but taking on uh, on that uh, the blend of mythology i i again as uh, as you i i found that really interesting i just i mean it's a pity i couldn't find a way to sort of uh, weave that into my uh, review because again it's already getting long and things like that but but um, i mean it's obviously very noticeable and uh, and again i mean like many viewers i would say i mean i'm a big fan of subversion done well you know uh, because i think it's it's so important because because <clears throat> we constantly live uh, in a in the world where uh, i i i mean something that's really uh, what do you call it something that's really apparent is uh, the constant fatigue of narratives right and especially with the whole uh, social media and all of that at times you just feel that uh, everybody saying the same story in different way or just saying the same story in same way uh, which it tends to get tiring at times so i quite like the fact that you know uh, the demons in the uh, in, in this film are not demonized uh, i i quite like that hansel meth uh, cameo wherein like you know yeah. it's it's a bit of a funny thing where he says that you know demons are we are no longer uh, like a, a stereotype now uh, we are working towards image building or image improvement of sorts of established universities and spaceships and it's said in a very you know a matter of fact way and uh, it's 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 quite nice that uh, uh, the hero itself is a demon but there is um, i mean there's not much fuss made about it you know and it's it's one of the things that i liked about the film and one of the things that i usually like about a film or a story uh, uh, mm-hmm. is when they don't make a big deal about something that is integral to the story it sort of drops it there and then it sort of leaves uh, up to the 
to the viewer to sort of like make his or her uh, connections and uh, i quite like the fact that there was some commitment to uh, extending this story uh, because uh, at the end of the film you hear about this uh, pop singer called uh, shurpanakha who has you know i mean uh, one something or i mean uh, there's some mention about her at the end and there was some mention about her at the start or at the middle of the film as well so you know it's not it doesn't play out as a gimmick it doesn't play out as you know just a throw away detail that is uh, that is just there for the quirk uh, quote and quote you know and uh, i mean although i i would have liked uh, kadav to sort of go uh, go some distance with that and sort of like complete that picture in some way without spoon feeding the audience uh, but that said though i thought that was quite quite skillfully done and it was just uh, a good alternate take on you know the mythology that uh, we hmm. know or the yeah. dominant version that's that's out there right so yeah exactly yeah exactly and and uh, even um, like the like these little details like you know basically putting a radio on the spaceship so that we know what's happening in the demon world and on earth at the same time uh, and the fact that the cargoes sort of cargoes which are the dead people that come into the spaceship to get transitioned into the afterlife i felt like the choice of cargoes was very interesting like you know starting from the magician in the beginning uh, which was obviously yeah. uh, sarkar sort of take and uh, and you know moving into the Uh, different kinds of people that came in in a very sort of tragic comic manner you know not making a big yeah. deal about that wedding, because that that wedding yeah. scene is nuts i very much like that that wedding scene was ingenious honestly because like an entire bus sort of has an accident and before you know it post <laughs> wedding and Barat, the and the barat is going uh, they dancing in the spaceship itself and it's yeah it's quite yeah. funny and, and there are little specifics that which you know sort of uh, suspension of disbelief where you know like the dead people don't know when they actually died and what they exactly we don't know get a sense of what exactly they feel when they find themselves on the spaceship because they are still in their earth mode and they want to make phone calls back to the earth and and you know you wonder how they'll make phone calls back to another dimension altogether but these specifics you know in the in the bigger picture on the broader picture they don't really matter because uh, let me tell you what i expected because we are so conditioned to hindi cinema or say to uh, uh, to hollywood sci-fi cinema for that matter also which is not very different from hindi cinema these days uh, yeah, yeah. so let me tell you what i expected uh, when i started watching oh. the film because uh, when so when i watched uh, sort of prahasta uh, going about his own routine and then when i saw yuvishka sort of come in as this eager eyed uh, valedictorian of her class and you know for a fact that uh, uh, you know it's it's going to become like sort of a mentor mentee thing and one learns from the other but the, then in the end you realize the other is learning from the other so that you get after you know watching the whole film but mm. i sort of expected at some point because the cargo Uh, because it was called cargo and because the cargoes play such an important uh, uh, sort of role in this film uh, i because the of the way we are conditioned i actually expected uh, a, a relationship or an equation between the cargoes and between one of them of them being so moved by one of the situations that they would sort oh. of break rule and develop feelings even like for uh, for example when prastha talks to uh, uh, talks to his ex who's played by konkana uh, in that nice little scene where they talk after some 70 years of, of whatever time i sort of 
expected i half expected her to be a she was a cargo at one point of time who was who was sort of uh, who was reincarnated as a uh, human being in her different life and still remembers him because that's how that's how we are conditioned mm. to sort of and i yeah. like that uh, artika dev didn't take that route because it was the easy route and uh, you know dare i say it was the more uh, say it was the more sentimental and crowd pleasing route to take also we wouldn't have like ha huh? more formal like route as well yeah exactly go on yeah. more formal more conventional route and we wouldn't have complained because we are used to seeing sci-fi sort of being entertaining mm. at the same sense so that she took the existential route with the way she presented the cargos but didn't go ahead with any of their threads you know individually even though some of them were so touching on their own like that bollywood stunt artist and the and the scientist yeah. and uh, uh, and uh, you know uh, uh, even the wedding you know even the barat for example uh, even the way the groom tells her that you know i i'm not going to uh, i'm going to haunt the guy my friend ends up <laughs> yeah, that's weird <laughs> that is so typical of the way the way most of it, because the first thing i thought when the groom reaches Uh, the afterlife is like you know billy actually tell his bride to carry on because that's what he tells yuvishka in the beginning that i'm going to tell her to carry on with your own life and you know it's not your fault that i'm here and then he changes his mind in like in a split second which is so which is so typical of the way most men think and the way male ego operates also so i thought those were very nice little touches and without knowing it i without knowing it those things formed the film because see those played a prime sort of role in changing uh, yuvishka and weakening her powers too right yeah yeah so so yeah. i uh, sorry i mean go on if you have another point no, to make huh. yeah so i mean um, again uh, extrapolating uh, extrapolating your point uh, i really uh, appreciated the fact that you know the whole uh, there was this whole sense of pointlessness and absurdity mm. absurdity sorry uh, that was embedded in the whole enterprise and uh, and consequently the film itself right i mean so at at, at one point i think i'm forgetting which ca- character i mean i'm not forgetting which character there is a character who says that you know uh, uh, i did uh, the right thing my entire life and all of that you know uh, Uh, is everybody subjected to the same uh, thing uh, and uh, i think vikrant masi's character seprahasta says uh, yeah and and yeah. I, i think i'm not sure if it was the same scene or a different scene but then some character uh, or probably the same character says then what's the point and i yeah. think prahasta says there is no point you know mm. so so i i like these small touches i like the whole recognition of how absurd or meaningless or random life and death can be how how uh, frustrating and futile it can be and it, it was really uh, it was both poignant and illuminating how that was juxtaposed with the lives of people on earth you know yeah. i mean you see a uh, a uh, uh, people people on earth like you know going through some intense scuffle you you have a worn out stunt man you have uh, biswapati sarkar's character a very <laughs> good funny cameo about this international lonely you know the, uh, uh, who at the end of the day is a guy like many of us just tired of the tedium yeah. of his office life wanting to do something different but what happens he he dies i mean uh, i quite like the way so many deaths were just were very heartbreakingly random and we know that that's not that's not sci-fi that's just how life is for uh, for many people i mean and and forget the fact that uh, 
uh, we are uh, right now in the midst of this pandemic and all of that i mean uh, even before that you know life has been cruelly random and and what do you do about it uh, well you do nothing because you can't do anything you know but uh, and and there are various ways to funnel that uh, that world view uh, uh, through you know i mean you can really be very bleak about it or you can very be uh, you know be very defeatist about it or very cynical about it but the film doesn't choose to take that route because that again would have been you know been there done that uh, kind of kind of approach uh, which 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 it thankfully did not take but uh, there was also <clears throat> a very clear eyed recognition of that you know look this is what life is and uh, uh, this is what it is and this is what it is not and what do you do with it so uh, i thought that was i thought that was very interesting and uh, i mean uh, uh, it's uh, it was also a good use of the genre because i mean sci-fi a sci-fi piece really opens up uh, opens you up to i mean the possibility and the uh, vastness of the universe itself where anything can happen or you are so inconsequential in the larger scheme of things and uh, it, it it kind of went there i i i thought and uh, it was uh, it uh, the whole uh, the whole contrast and and also the fact that you know something i mean this was my first real engagement with the film was the fact that who is living and who is dead you know i mean uh, is prahasta alive i mean uh, it doesn't look like you know uh, the people uh, the pe- the people who die in the movie like the, the lives of ex cargo so to speak were they alive before they died you know i mean there is uh whether you take rajabali's character whether you take biswapati's character whether you take that stuntman's character all of them are trying really hard to be alive before they actually die yeah. and uh, so you know i mean um, uh, the 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 whole uh i think uh, uh, i think placing it in the context of what it really means to live and what it really means to die and how much of 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 that informs our daily struggle i mean so much so that it has become a millennial meme right that i mean we are all dead from inside i mean you know and uh, something that has i mean something that the pandemic has obviously really exacerb- exacerbated and uh, so i thought i mean uh, the way these things tied into each other and uh, played a really crucial role in informing the story uh, to me yeah. was quite impressive Yeah, yeah totally well said because uh, yeah especially the alive and dead part because uh, and i love the fact that the cargo is the kind of like most good movies it's the kind of film that lets the viewer the, uh, do their own reading you know in the sense everyone has a yeah. different take on it and uh, all of it is equally valid because we were all trying to at some point read between the lines and take back what we thought was appropriate in context of our own lives or in context of the times we are in right now like the way you're talking about the pandemic uh, i love the fact that uh, uh, you know uh, i probably realized only towards the end of the film or way after the film actually when i was thinking about it while writing the review that i realized that cargo is another way of looking at it is that prahasta himself was the cargo uh, who was sort of looking for a transitioning into his own afterlife because uh, he, and this this yeah. uh, this entire film was where he was also stuck was also that transition sort of post that transition services and she was his uh, officer or whatever you call him so yeah. like uh, that yuvishka was doing what he was doing to all the other cargos and she was subconsciously doing to him and made him 
sort of uh, take reincarnation uh, to wherever he went because he was on the verge of retirement and he was reluctant to retire. So I, I like that these things came. Like Sachin, uh, I think Vikrant was a metaphor for Sachin, dude. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, I I almost expect half expected Uday Bharti to enter this podcast and and sort of grow up. <laughs> I know. This. I was about to say the same anyway. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, exactly that that that's what I was saying. And I I just saw I noticed earlier today or yesterday I don't know when that uh, uh, of course the director has been uh, tweeting uh, you know uh, to the various people who've reacted. to the film on twitter and the way they are sort of digesting the film and i saw one particular very interesting sort of tidbit today because i think uh, uh, someone wrote to her from some other country saying that uh, uh, that so there's the character of nitigya sir na who's 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 basically yeah. the ground officer for prahasta and prahasta's only sort of technically only uh, communication to the to his planet Uh, through a tv screen through a computer screen so nitigya sir I, i like the fact that his super uh, so, so someone said that uh, when nitigya sir said that his uh, super his power was basically only uh, to disip, uh, his invisibility was only 86.75% or something uh, uh, that that person basically thought that was the fundamental uh, uh, philosophy of the film and uh, i thought that was very interesting because uh, even mm. as you mentioned in a review uh, you know nothing ends totally Some, someone says that right at some point nobody yeah. uh, you nobody uh, totally uh, uh, maski says that yeah nothing yeah. lasts yeah, yeah. yeah. i think lost forever mm. the fact that he was yeah, only 86 cool actually of the way yeah, that's pretty cool so and like and that it took yeah. i think it someone another sci-fi Uh, writer or a filmmaker who came up with this so their reading of the film is obviously uh, so much, you know so different and so nuanced in a different way because even if you think about it yuvishka to uh, you know ha- hasn't totally disappeared in a way like into her new role and she is looking for a way to sort of disappear her powers don't entirely disappear even though uh, they were expected to and at one point she is she wonders if she will be sort of taken back Uh, because of her uh, because of her powers to heal are disappearing so i thought that those small little things were sort of scattered throughout the film and and it's the kind of film we might want to watch again so that we sort of have a different perspective of in the future too no oh, absolutely and i think that's uh, apart from the fact that that's a very good observation uh, as you uh, the one uh, that you pointed out right now uh, also the fact that it's also <clears throat> and just a it's just a indication of really smart writing right i mean a writing uh, that uh, is confident it knows it trusts and respects uh, its audiences it it you know i mean and for all we know i mean um, all of this may be uh, unintentional on a part but it doesn't matter right you know i mean yeah you become a co-author while you're watching a film so it's just the fact that you know these things are there by themselves and they do sort of uh, rally together to form a pretty cogent explanation i mean this was one of them i'm sure you have uh, uh, yeah. your own take or takes i have mine i think i i, I quite appreciate such stories you know where uh, where uh, there is enough given uh, to the audiences again in a way that does not uh, insult their intelligence and it tells them that hey uh, this is what i've come up with i mean i'm not going to uh, explicitly lay it out for you what i have in mind uh, because that really is not the point i mean it's one of the points obviously 
but uh, hey it's up to you i mean uh, and uh, and make of it what you want and you know uh, the whole thing of repeat watching and it's something it's become really interesting i mean i'll just go off on a tangent for a bit uh, yeah. because it it has kind of uh, i can i can only already hear some kind of you know you uh, a trepidation in your voice anyway it won't be long uh, so uh, you know uh, the whole thing of repeat viewing has kind of uh, come back to me in a major way over the last several months i mean because we've been exclusively watching films on uh, ott platforms and things like that and obviously as you would know sometimes to cross check i mean details and stuff like that you uh, you end up watching a certain portion of the film you know i mean sometimes to get the name of a character or to get uh, a line of dialogue and things like that and uh, it so i'll give you an example so i i watched uh, um uh, cargo and I, and and i saw that magician scene that you mentioned at the start of the podcast and to me it was you know a good scene i mean it was a fine scene i it, it did not leave anything uh, uh, with me and i was like okay whatever it was just one of those things while watching the film again i mean i i i wanted to note down uh, the opening uh, scroll uh, for the review so I, i which led me to watch the next few minutes in which that magician scene comes again uh, i mean it, uh, i i watched it again and you know there is uh, i mean there, there is a bit of like a wave of his hand uh, you know uh, and he sort of like fishes uh, a coin uh, literally out of thin air before that i mean vikrant masi was just uh, just like kept uh, uh, retrieving the series of handkerchiefs from uh, uh, his blazer or something whatever so i i found uh, on the repeat viewing i saw uh, i found those two uh, scenes actually quite affecting i mean you know i was i was quite moved by the 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 whole stillness and the quietness of it and again i mean the way he sort of uh, fishes out a coin i i don't know the, it was all it almost felt sublime because it it's not explained you know it, what's happening it, it's just there at the start of the film and i knew that what this is about and things like that 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 additional information uh, uh really uh, uh elevated the scene for me and i thought huh that's interesting you know uh what new information and what additional uh slash repeat viewing uh can do to you so uh so again and i it's not a quality that you find in many films and this is something that uh something that i very strongly believe i have written about it countless i mentioned it countless times i suppose is that you know i think uh, uh among films that are quote and quote i mean not obscure but quote and quote that are uh, uh uh that open up to multiple interpretations of films that are complex or films that are you know whatever i mean i mean there there are essentially two ways one is i mean sure a, a lot of shit is happening which you don't understand and all of that cargo isn't that but it is just like an attendant example but you know that <clears throat> there is one kind of enigmatic quality in a feature film which a is enigmatic but does not evoke any curiosity you are like okay i don't get it i don't you know whatever but i don't care for it the second part which i think is just very good filmmaking and writing and i have a lot of respect for that is that you know it is enigmatic it is obscure it is you know it's uh, you are not able to connect all the dots and all of that but it is intriguing nevertheless 
you know i mean david lynch's many films are uh, fall into that category and a bunch of other filmmakers you know uh, wherein you know ki i you get the sense that uh, that it's always you know uh, within reach and yet it's not yeah. but it does not rob you of uh, the power of engagement and you are like okay i want to figure it out figure it out not not in the mathematical sense of arriving at an answer but yeah. it's just i i i just want to figure out its scene you know i want to know what's happening and uh, i think that's a mark of really good writing you know because uh, it's um, it's not easy to pull that off to 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 just disclose enough information that does not compromise your subject uh, yeah. and 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 yet disclosing it enough so that you know mm-hmm. you have some sort of a gateway I mean, Cargo obviously is not one of the most complex films, and all of that. And obviously, that's not important. But the uh, uh, I just uh, it's important. Cargo is relevant to this uh, this po- uh, part because uh, it 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 does not really explain all of its things, and and some of that does backfire for the movie, sure. But some of it was some of it really works, and uh, it 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 really builds a world where. Uh, uh where you want to be a part of or at least uh you want to be an observer so to speak yeah yeah there's a very thin line between pretentious and enigmatic yeah. and you know, filmmakers tend to cross it very easily most of the time like i was just reminded of charlie kaufman's latest film when you mentioned uh, no spoiler the, yeah no spoilers i'm just saying that that was my sort of yeah. that was where your engagement <clears throat> stops when the filmmakers trying to do uh, something uh, that is basically the filmmakers trying to conform to a, a a particular perception of him as a creator rather than his characters or move or rather than engage mm. with the audience that i find very uh, relevant to even the, the conversation of cargo because uh, at some point we knew that we were watching something existential and something that whole pointlessness of it of the story of the characters and that's why you know i even i didn't even find it uh, uh, very sort of relevant to it didn't even the performances of the actors or the characters did not even fit into my review because they just sort of existed and belonged there and in the end it didn't feel like there was a point to writing about the performances because even the characters were sort of finding their way about that world you know that whole wide-eyed sort of uh, uh, the whole wide-eyed curiosity that one character had and that dead-eyed uh, sort of veteran vibe that the other had was you know it was just that they belonged there and that's a good, that's a sort of a compliment to the actors in a way that the way we don't mention editors sometimes uh, because yeah. oh, most of the time because you know the craft should be invisible i felt like acting was a part of this film just as much as the film was part of its actors and i i i actually like that that uh, even though it felt like broad uh, it felt like it was addressing a lot of broad themes at the same time it felt like a very personal film to the filmmaker herself and uh, i don't know how and i don't care to know how because we took back uh, different parts of it i think a lot of uh, it also could be down to the fact i read in one of the interviews that she mentioned that the entire core crew of the film are newcomers uh, and the fact that and because of wow. that they sort of made the film uh, which is not at all derivative as i mentioned earlier uh, to a lot of other sci-fi films in fact the genre sci-fi is sort of a minority within the film because it's more mythology or a or a sort of a subversion of indian mythology which is why i felt like the you know the i i feel i think the background score the cinematographer the editor everyone is new and which is why i think 
and even the director this is her debut and uh, you know so I, i felt like that contributed a lot to me even me personally taking not comparing this to other sci-fi films like arrival and interstellar and 2001 and all these films uh, that are obvious titles yeah. and uh, and some of the best in the business i i subconsciously was comparing it to a lot of hindi indian films basically like masan and uh, lunchbox and uh, and uh, hotel salvation and you know a lot of others for some reason because i was drawing parallels between these two characters and the two characters of those two of those three or four films that i was thinking about like they they had a lot to, to do with mortality and loneliness and death and i mm. found myself comparing this film to those films not the genre that this film actually physically portrays it to, to be that is the science fiction i took back the spirituality of it rather than the science fiction and i think that's a, a good compliment to the filmmaker too absolutely and another pet peeve and another mini digression is that uh, you know at times i get annoyed <clears throat> when people uh, take the baggage of and by people i mean the audiences when they take the baggage of a genre a little too seriously you know that yeah. uh, okay i mean so just because cargo is a sci-fi film it has to confirm uh, right from the production design to yeah. X Y Z to this some invisible dictum of a sci-fi genre. I find that quite absurd to be, uh, to be honest. I mean, a film for me, and I may as well revise my views on it. I don't know later, but a film to me right now does not owe to the genre. A film owes to its story. A film owes everything to storytelling. to yeah. the people involved in it the 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 things that they are engaged in the things that they are battling the things that you know uh, confuse and exasperate and liberate them i think these things for me as an audience is paramount i mean i i i mean sure it's a sci-fi okay i get that okay i i get that this is a who done it i get that this is a thriller or a romantic drama or whatever it is it's it's not too instructive to to me or my feelings as as somebody watching the film i mean at at best it's it's a categorization I'll, if so you walk into a bookstore and you see okay i mean this is the part where uh, b- 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 coming of age books are there this is the part where contemporary uh, books are there this is the part where thrillers are kept sure i mean it at best is a tool of navigation to begin with after that i mean uh, it's a journey that you undertake with these folks and if it's a good film and if it's a good film that's uh, in a certain way i think i think that's enough uh, and i have some personal stake in it because i remember getting really disappointed by talash when i had seen it i think it remains one of the films that i would love to watch again you know mm. and uh, i had just purely gone into it as a thriller as a who done it and of course that's the way it was promoted by you know uh, the kaktis and the the amir khans and you know excel whatever i mean so at the end of it genre at best is an audience metric and it can be a huge smoke screen you know and it had completely bypassed me and that was my limitation perhaps uh, as as a viewer maybe the film was also not good i don't know uh, but uh, you know i had completely just seen it as as a who done it slash not a who done it as a thriller whatever it had just completely bypassed me that this film uh, that its genre was uh, was a smoke screen and it was essentially an examination 
of grief it was an examination of uh, uh, an uh, it was an examination of depression it was an examination of loss and things like that you know so i have i've kind of become more or less i mean genre agnostic uh, in in that sense and i i i really do not burden the film with a certain kind of you know uh, uh, unstated responsibilities that it needs to hold up to to be uh, to be inducted into this particular genre i think the only induction that should happen is whether it's a good film or a bad film yeah. so yeah that's actually a super power to have honestly and it also uh, uh, like that's actually a what no that's actually a good super power to have as a viewer or as a critic you know because sort of not burdening <laughs> a film with its genre or past it's also the reason why so many of us don't uh don't want to watch trailers anymore you know and uh, uh, a lot yeah. of us uh, you know it, it depends your your two you can be one of two kinds of viewers the viewer uh, who takes in the marketing of the film who digests the marketing of the film gets hyped yeah. up and then the film only to know that the film is not what it was marketed as and get disappointed or are you the viewer who whether you like it or not the marketing of the film will get to you you know at some point a, ta- exactly, a hashtag yeah. or a- or a particular genre or a thriller or a sci-fi will reach you whether you like it or not until unless you live in a cave so are you then do you choose to be that kind of viewer who when you expect a thriller or a sci-fi are then hit with a film that is actually an examination of grief or a coming of age story or a intimate personal story and sci-fi is just a smoke screen do you then want to be surprised and then uh, impressed by its subversion i think like most i think some of us belong uh, at least the most of us uh belong to that second category right now and and that's that's a good category to belong to because i like my expectations being subverted or dashed also in a way because it says so much about my conditioning also or my flaws or my uh, expectations and limitations uh, when it comes to watching or digesting a piece of art so because see whether we like it or not we can't avoid everything we can avoid trailers we cannot avoid the fact that cargo was called yeah. a sci-fi film Uh, so you know uh, yeah. and that that added to my uh, that added to the the way i liked the film because in the end it was for me less sci-fi and more spiritual which is also a very good thing it surprised me in a good way so uh, i guess that baggage also sometimes adds to our perception of the film and but unfortunately in the case of a lot of uh, in the case of indian audiences and world audiences for that matter uh, it also subtracts Uh, and the way say you were disappointed by talash because we were at a different stage of movie watching in a, in that i'm pretty sure yeah. if i had seen talash back then i would have had the same reaction i watched it much later so i knew what to expect ah. but uh, yeah that's pretty much it because the because i remember arrival being sort of uh, uh, my sort of watershed moment when it came to uh, you know quote unquote sci-fi uh, cinema because Uh, everyone mm-hmm. i went in with that entire thing that it was a sci-fi film based on a sci-fi novel and it it was high profile and then when i came out i was trembling with emotion it was because sci-fi was the least of its concerns it was actually such a beautiful examination of grief and it's still one of my favorite films of this century and because of mm. how it subverted my uh, my expectations of the film or my reading of the film it actually the entire deceit of the film in the end is that it tells you that it wasn't what you expected it to be it was actually about one person yeah. and about about yeah. time and about the future which is which is a beautiful thing and i think cargo in a very small way does that you know even inadvertently so but it does that and you know i'm thankful that we have streaming platforms because i wouldn't have wanted to see this 
uh, uh, the fate this suffered on a big screen or the way a lot of people look for acceptance in the uh, in the audiences who pay tickets to watch films because this might not have found uh, many takers and the, the good fact is we yeah. don't have to have that conversation anymore now absolutely and uh, i mean uh, again extending your point i think uh, <clears throat> things such as genre or uh, things such as labels or uh, different ways of categorization i think it's primarily a marketing tool you know i mean it's it's a it's a what do you call it it's an approach that an industry takes and it's not a problem at all of course i mean uh, to orient uh, and find its uh, not orient find its target audience and perhaps orient them as well you know but i think people who are who have more of an interest in uh, films other than you know uh simply looking for uh, slots uh to be filled by a certain piece of cinema uh i think other than that it's 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 a fairly fair approach to usually not care about those things and just start watching the film and uh, <clears throat> and in say what 15 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes whatever it is uh yeah. the 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 whole business of genre takes care of itself yeah like whether it's a masala film or whether it's a sci-fi or whether it's a whatever it is a thriller and things like that right then what do you do with that information is what i'm curious about i mean okay so if cargo were say a family drama what difference does that make as opposed yeah. to the fact that if cargo is a sci-fi movie at the end of the day again i mean you are responding uh, to your certain feelings to a film at the end of the day it's more or less about whether it's a good film or a bad film and in what or 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 or, or middling or stuff like that and how it uh, and how you responded to it i mean if you want to write a piece on how the genre has evolved or i mean specifically concentrating on that that's a different thing and that's a, f- a fair thing as well no problems there and no problems with people who, who want to watch a specific kind of a sci-fi movie or a specific kind of a genre film or who are interested in the evolution of of the different genres themselves and things like that that's that's obviously perfectly fine but i think you know sometimes categorization and slotting uh can be counterproductive i mean i of or have often felt that films are like people you know and as uh, how and they are comp- they are often complex or at times complex and there's just it's it's a machinery that has way too many different parts you know i mean uh, so uh, slotting it into uh, to a something which has fixed walls kind of constricts the way you are watching uh, a piece itself which i for me doesn't work so much so yeah yeah totally uh, yeah i guess uh, i think we i think <laughs> Our little tangents to every podcast is better than the podcast by the end of the day. I Suppose feel like we, so, yeah. I feel like we make. I want to sense. discuss a few. Huh, huh. I want to discuss a few things about like what did not work and stuff like that. But I think it's fine. I think we have digressed enough to sort of like <laughs> cover yeah. an entire hour. Little things like flaws and all don't matter anymore. I think we covered that in our reviews. So for those who want to know about uh, the review part of it, please go and read our reviews. That's a nice little clean plug there. uh but uh, yeah i think that's a good way to sort of uh, end this discussion i'm sure we'll have uh, uh, more interesting tangents when we talk about uh, uh, the next film so tanul anyways thanks for joining me and uh, hopefully we'll be back soon yeah hopefully thank you my pleasure